You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Oh, Grand Rising, everyone. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And I am excited because on this Thursday, we have a full-on Black Star Power episode. I'm so grateful to my guest today. We got Todrick Hall, y'all. He's going to be joining me online, but I'm excited that he is making time and space for the day with Trey. We're going to be talking all about his Velvet Rage tour that's coming here next month to the Moore Theater, September 10th. I'm excited to dive into it with him. And of course, in the building, our Black Star Power continues because we got Jace E. Cage from Black Stacks in the building today. Uh, Jace is here going to be telling us all about Next 50 Hip Hop. There's a dope event, two days that's happening at Washington Hall, y'all. So I'm telling y'all, today is jam-packed with Black Star Power. But of course, you know it's the top of the show. So it's a great time to tag and share the stream. That's right. Participate with us. Go ahead, tag and share the stream with folks who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, we definitely have you covered because you can listen to us also anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whichever platform is your favorite. Just go ahead and search for us and y'all will find us there. Uh, you know, I, I got to send a huge shout out to so many of y'all because as I approach and get introduced to folks in community, you know, the impact that we're doing here at Converge Media is really being felt by you all. And I'm grateful to be a part of such an illustrious team that is covering so many different bases when it comes to us being able to provide y'all with the amazing stories that are going on in our community. So shout out to my whole Converge team. Shout out to those of you who do stop me out there in the street and say how impressed you are or how impacted you've been by stories we've shared and businesses we continue to uplift. I'm grateful because without you, we wouldn't exist. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing those amazing sentiments out there in the real world and in community. I love and appreciate you all. Well, Y'all know when we got Black Star Power in the building, we got to make space for it. I am excited again. I get to welcome Todrick Hall to the day with Trey. What's up, Todrick? Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm so proud of you and your show and everything that you're doing and just the representation that you bring to the table. I just I love you and I can't wait to meet you in person so we can do a big hug. Yay. Thank you for that. It's definitely happened when you come here in September. We are making that a date, but I'm excited because you are now taking the the road by storm with Velvet Rage. And before we get into that, we got to talk about your beginnings. You know, what got you into the world of performing? We know that you've done a lot of work in choreography, RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, your credits abound, but tell us about those beginnings, Todrick. 
Well, I got introduced to theater at a very young age by my elementary school teacher, Pat Carthel, who I thank immensely for every project that I do, because without her, I would have not been exposed to this world that has completely like stolen my heart and given me such motivation and reason to exist and to express my artistry. But at a very young age, at like seven years old, eight years old, I was introduced to theater and dance and I fell in love with it. I trained in ballet, tap and jazz my whole life, started singing in church. And by the time I was 20, I made my Broadway day you in the color purple thanks to my church vocal training because that's all I had and my dance training um, throughout my life and I just um, you know started falling in love with not just the the art of dancing but the art of storytelling through movement and um, what Broadway specifically brings and then I took that love and kind of put it on YouTube and started making these crazy um, parodies based on things that I love like Broadway and theater and Disney and um, and a whole bunch of you know like kind of theater nerds started to follow me and helped me build this this platform on the internet. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of folks have been able to see your talent because you did bring it out to all of us. So thank you for that. Um, I'm a proud mom because I'm a thespian myself. Right. So I I'm, I'm with you on that when it comes to theater. And I'm so grateful because it really gives you such a firm foundation. And that is continuing in my son, who is nine years old, and he is in the teen summer musical this year. He told me months ago, he said, Mom, I want to act. So I got him right into it and he is so elated they're going to be opening up this friday but when you talk about theater it really is about storytelling and specifically storytelling through movement there are some sharp moves that you can do that really cut right through to the audience to really convey that mood how do you utilize all of the talents you have to continue your forms of storytelling I just um, try to captivate people on a completely human level. I, I try to, you know, my that same teacher told me once before, if you can make people laugh and if you can make them cry, you will have a fan for life. And I think that my show, specifically Velvet Rage, is going to do that as well. There are moments that are extremely sentimental and vulnerable. Um, and then there are moments that just make you laugh because they're kind of like theater, comedic, parody, things that are very reminiscent of the beginning stages of my uh, career on YouTube. And and of course, I have those songs that just give you confidence, that make you want to dance and feel like you are the baddest beat to ever exist on the planet. Um, and so I really try to like make a, my show a roller coaster of emotion and heightened energy. And I think the way a show happens, the format, the set list, the way you unfold the different layers of yourself is a really important part of a show, you can have a really talented artist, but if you don't unfold that flower or the Russian nesting doll, take it out in just the right way, it can it can kind of get lost um, and people can forget what they just watched. So I, I, I think that the structure of this show is the strongest out of all the tours that I've been on. And I just want to say, I applaud you so much for putting your son in theater. There are a lot of people, specifically in the Black community, it was a very huge deal to the people that were at our church and at our school and in our close-knit family circle when my mom decided to put me in dance because it was something I was really passionate about. And I just love parents who are willing to see their kids as something other than just a basketball or football player athlete. We, as Black people, can be so much more than just that. I think it's incredible that we completely dominate the sports uh, industry, but I love the fact that, you know, like 
nobody can sing or dance like we can. It's just something that's innately in us. And I love when parents put their kids in that, especially young boys, um, because there are a lot of people who are so afraid of, of that. And I just love that you're not. So I just want to say thank you. That, that warmed my heart. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely not am not afraid. And it's so cute because my mom just told me yesterday, she said, you know, because uh, he plays football, too. And he went to his football coach. He said, next year, I'm not playing football because I'm going to do only theater. And the coach was like, well, you know, you could do both like you're doing this year. <laughs> and my son was like, oh, wait a minute. What? I don't got to choose. And it's like, no, you don't got to choose. You don't got to be in one box. And I had totally agree with you. And I also think there's something to be said for, you know, us having more and more examples of what it looks like for us to be on stage so kudos to you for bringing not only your skills to youtube but now to these stages all across america i love how you explain the show in terms of unfolding but i also think about something that's so foundational in the world of theater which is really characterization there's something about how characters connect to audience members and when it's you when you are the character when it's your personality tell us how you're utilizing all that is taught to really bring that out so audience uh, members are really connecting with you? I think it's something I've been honestly scared to do for so long. I think I've hidden behind characters and costumes because in theater, oftentimes you're embodying someone else. And if you're doing it right, you can really, for two and a half hours while you're in a show, forget who you are and completely be immersed in the character that you're portraying and bringing to life. And in my first albums, I was Todrick, but Todrick and Straight Out of Oz and a character in a, a, a visual album called Forbidden. But this is the first time I've been through so much on the internet and I'm so grateful for the positive and negative experiences that I've had because they've really shaped me to be a more well-rounded, self-aware person, a better version of myself, I think. Um, and I, and I think that on this tour, I'm going to give people what they paid for and what they came to see. But I also want to have moments where I just sit down and talk to the audience, which has been something I've been very afraid of doing because it, it feels very vulnerable. And I love for everything to be rehearsed and on point because I am a theater kid. I love for it to basically be scripted. But um, in this tour, I really want to tear those walls down and just sit down and talk to people about what it really takes to be in this industry, because the more success you get, the more eyes that are looking on you, the more opinions that are thrown your way. And it can be really difficult as the person on the receiving end of that to navigate and to have a strong sense of self and to know who you really are at the end of the day, because without that, it's really difficult to be successful in this industry. It, it just, it, it's hard. You don't want to lose yourself. If you're someone who can make it through, get some sort of success and still come out um, not scarred and be and be a recognizable version of yourself, then I think that you have ultimately won. Oh, you know, I, I love that message, Todrick. And I think it's so true, particularly nowadays where we have more and more access and exposure to the lives that, you know, celebrities lead and that folks in the industry have because of their social media platforms or because of us being able to, you know, connect with them in these different ways. But oftentimes, I think what I'm seeing actually is a trend of folks who are being more and more vulnerable and coming out and sharing certain things around, you you know, look, uh, you know, maybe it was cool for me to shake my tail back then, but now I'm a mother and now I'm thinking about my baby when I'm out there, you know, but people know me to shake my tail. And you see that people are starting to come out and really express more and more of this layer of vulnerability, which I think is so key to being real um, in the midst of, you know, putting on these major shows and being able to, you know, perform for the audience.
And so much of it is about them really connecting with you. So, you know, kudos to you. Congratulations for you to say, I know that I need to make space and time on this tour to have those kind of conversations. What are some of the things you're really wanting the audience to gain when they come to this amazing show for Velvet Rage? What do you want them to walk away with, Todrick? I want them to walk away and see a full, well-rounded person. I think I've assisted in making myself not seem real. I, I try to strive for, for perfection when I fail all the time. Um, and I think sometimes people need to see that. They need to see that you're a real human. And I, I want people to understand because a lot of my fans also want to pursue performing. They want to be a self-made artist. And people know that I, I don't have a record label. I don't have... Um, management. I, I have a manager now, but I just recently got a manager for the first time in a long time. And people want to know how they can make a name for themselves. But I think it would, I would be remiss if I didn't explain how difficult it is and how difficult it is to live your life in front of everyone and, and the ridicule and the criticism that you get and the negative backlash that you get and what it's like to be canceled. All those things are really difficult parts of this industry. And I would never want to scare someone away from chasing their dreams. I think it's so important, especially for people of color, especially for queer people to be out there being a great role model um, in the best way that they know how. But uh, there's this part of our culture that expects for people who are public figures to not be human and to not make mistakes. Or if they hear a story, they're like, I believe 100 percent of that, where there's always nuance and the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. And I think navigating that is so difficult. So I just want to talk to people about my journey because my fans have stayed so steadfast and true and have supported me through headlines that almost painted myself to be an unrecognizable version of myself. And the headlines were usually not 100% false, but they definitely weren't 100% true as well. And I think having a platform to be able to express my, my, my point of view, but also my gratitude to people for sticking with me because friendship and love and support doesn't look like somebody that you run away from when they're in trouble or in hot water. You love them through it. When your friend does something you don't like, you don't like disassociate yourself with them. You love them through it. And I think that's what true friends are. And I've been able to see who my true friends are, who my true allies are and who my true fans are throughout this process. And I just have never been more grateful than I am right now to have such a strong fan base who is coming out to support me in the way that they are. Well, you know, we, we love hearing that because nowadays the, the fickleness is real. So, Todrick, thank you so much for your time today. Of course, uh, people need to come out, get their tickets. This is STG Presents uh, Velvet Rage. You will be at the Moore Theater September 10th. Um, what? How else can folks connect with you? Maybe, you know, subscribe to your YouTube channel. How else should folks be plugging in? Yeah, just follow me. I, I, I'm on all of the platforms except for Twitter. I, my name is Todrick. It's just one D. Follow me on YouTube. Subscribe. Get your tickets at todrickhall.com. I hope you can make it to the show. If you're skeptical, get the tickets because you will love it if you're on the fence. Um, and this is my fourth or fifth time playing the more. We always have a great time. I thank Seattle so much for embracing me the way that you do. And um, I'm ready to show up and show out for you. All right. I cannot wait to connect with you when you come to town. It is a date. Thank you again so much for joining me on The Day with Trey and for uplifting us and giving us an opportunity to connect with you and also connect with your amazing talent. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see you. Thank you, Milo. Bye. Bye.
Wow. What an amazing start to this Black Star Power Thursday. Of course, it gets to continue because my brother Jace E. Cage is in the building with Black Stash telling us more about next 50 hip hop event that's coming your way this weekend. Y'all stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. I just want to encourage people to really believe in yourself, even when nobody else does. Because it's going to be like that. It's going to be like that. The people that you feel like should be supporting you when you first come out the gate, they may not support you. Your family, your friends, they may not get on, you know, get on board until you're successful or whatever. But just keep going and believe in yourself. Support yourself first and the support will come. The reciprocity will come. But if you don't do it for yourself, you can't really expect anyone else to do it for you. So. My biggest piece of advice is you show up even when no one else shows up. You just keep showing up because that consistency tells the universe that you're serious. And then you'll look up one day and you'll have all the support. You'll have more support than you ever thought was possible. So yeah, believe in yourself. I'm Basil Gordon. You may have heard my voice on Hits 106.1 or seen me on Converge Media, but now I'm coming to TV. I'm hosting the newest show on Fox 13 called Back to Basa. Check us out every weekend for the hottest topics, interviews, the latest trends, and uplifting stories. We're going to have so much fun, and teams, we got you too. Back to Basa, Saturday nights, 10.30 on Fox 13, and Sundays at 10 a.m. on Fox 13 Plus. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out, down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me right now is my big brother, Jace E. Cage with Black Stacks. What's up, Jace? Oh, you know me. I'm black and alive. It's a beautiful <laughs> day to be here. Always. Yeah. It's yes, always indeed. good to have you. And, you know, y'all continue to be engaged in the music community and the hip-hop community here. But this is a big year for hip-hop. You know, the, the 50th year anniversary uh, what does that mean to you and how is that weighing on you? Because you've been in hip hop for so long. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because when I when you think about hip hop, you think about young folks. Right. And I remember the day when I was younger and hip hop was this thing that wasn't even supposed to last 10 years. And now here we are 50 years later and it, it has impacted the world. It runs the world. You see hip hop everywhere. And so just being a member um, a contributor, a supporter, a fan. It's really um, heartwarming to just say, hey, we made 50. Now we got 50 more to go. So let's let's plan for the next 50. So happy anniversary, hip hop. And thank you to the world for embracing this culture. 
Yeah, I mean, this is it's it's so much more than embracing. It is like it draw is a major driver of culture. And I love how you said that, too, because hip hop is everywhere. And it's the influence. I always think about uh, how it really originated with the black lived experience. Absolutely. hundred percent. Absolutely. And the, the influence that, you know, our lived experience has had in culture and mm. particularly in hip hop is so key. You can't really uh, dissect one from enough from no. the other. Uh, when, when you think about the ways that hip hop has proliferated over the years, what are some of those kind of high key points for you? Well, I think, you know, you hit on something. First of all, we need to recognize and give credit to where it came from. And it's still the culture that is mimicked the most around the globe. When people talk about hip hop, they're talking about black folks. They're talking about what we go through, how we walk, how we talk, what we eat, what we wear. You know what I'm saying? What's our style for the day? And I think for me, the biggest thing is, you know, watching how it's influenced education, how it's influenced health how it's influenced conversations about social justice, how it's talked about in, in, in ways that lead to entrepreneurship. You know, these are beautiful things to see from a culture that wasn't supposed to be here or wasn't supposed to last. And now it's, but you know, it's interesting now because it's also so commercialized. You know, I say it's commercialized, it's homogenized. It's, it's been watered down a little bit. So now you got people that argue about what is the root of hip hop? Oh, everybody contributed. No, everybody didn't contribute, but that's okay. You can still be a part of something, even though you didn't start it, you know. But as you travel the globe and as you see young people, older folks that are tied into going against the grain and knowing hip hop is at the root of that for a lot of people, it's just moving. Yeah. Hip hop is the bad, it's a bad, bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad pajama. Well, you know, I'll say too, I mean, to, to your point, there is such a commercialization of it. And the message for me, I think about what my son listens to. He knows, like, we've had plenty of conversations yeah. about this because it's like the message has really changed over the years. But one of the things that I really love is that the old school hip hop is still what people gravitate toward yes. to this day. Yes. I mean, yes. Sure, the the radio versions of stuff, the, this kind of changing a message, but really the 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 emceeing. Yes, I mean this was something that I think is really one of the most beloved uh, uh, foundational pillars of hip hop, and you know so much about that. But do you agree? I mean, do you see that there's still folks who are listening to that old school stuff that that just gave it such a foundation? Absolutely. You know, I was just talking to somebody the other day, DJ Sean Malik. You know, me and Felicia talk about this all the time, but it's like, what are they mimicking now? Are they mimicking the golden era of hip hop or are they mimicking when it became the most commercial era of hip hop? And I think those that are true to a culture, they're always going to be true to what moves people in a way that's authentic and not just paid out, if you will. Like we can heavily promote something, but, you know, I was listening today to self-destruction. And I was like, Look, listen to this message. This message still applies today. Like, and this is the kind of stuff we need to hear. We need to see the diversity in what hip hop is, not this monolithic way of you only do this over certain BPMs. This has to be the messaging and it has to be death, destruction, hate and separation. Hip hop was created out of peace, love, unity and having fun. And it told the story of black folks that were struggling in a community and they had no voice. But this was our outlet. 
And now the rest of the world gets to see that blueprint and follow it. So, yes, I agree that MCing plays a role. You know, I tell cats, just because you rap don't make you hip hop. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just because you dress a certain way or talk a certain way, that don't make you hip hop. What is your responsibility? What is your accountability to the culture that's going to move it forward? Because one day we all have a time stamp. But when my time is stamped, I want to know that hip hop is still in good hands, that people are still loving it for what it's worth and what it's for, which is bringing people together, talking about things that some people are uncomfortable with and finding ways to spread love and not hate, but do it through truth and honesty and using the rhythm of the music. Oh, that, that's so important. I yeah. mean, when you're talking about listening to self-destruction, I was reminded I, I just came back from Kemet, you know, um, ancient Egypt. And I just so have it. KRS one one a song mm-hmm. that he did. He started he was going in and he was I'm like, this is you were talking about the stuff I was just in Kemet learning yes. or getting a deeper understanding of because I knew it going yes. there. But getting a deeper understanding way back when the ideas that have been formulated over amazing beats over the years of hip hop is is some of the stuff that for me is like top tier and that's what I love because I'm seeing that people still have a real firm respect for where it came from and for the original messages that were really embedded in the music and I love being able to see how this year we're seeing everyone come back you know you're seeing all of these you know you got a whole tour of all the folks doing their music again and it's beautiful because these tours are selling out yes. if it's like they just dropped an album and they're doing stuff that they did 20 30 that's years right. ago that's the brilliance of it but right. here we are talking about the next 50 yes. uh you know yes. in hip-hop and tell us more about this event that's coming up this weekend well you know you, you hit on so many good things Trey. i'll be <laughs> wanting to just talk to you so okay let me get to what i'm here for right but what i'm here to do is to talk about the next 50. The next 50 is a two-day event to celebrate the legacy and envision the future of hip-hop. This was something I had a conversation because I was like, it's cool to do all this performance, but what's the conversation? What do we want to see? What are our demands moving into the next 50 years? Now that everybody is benefiting from our culture, what are our demands? What do we want? And so I, you know, I was just like, I don't want to just perform. Even though there's messages in the songs, how do we have a bigger conversation? How do we include the intergenerational piece? Mm-hmm. Hip hop is from eight to 80. How do we get those eight year olds, but we also get those 60 year olds to sit in a room and talk about this is what we did. Now, this is what we need to do. And we're here to support you. So I was able to sit down with Nikita Oliver, one of my favorite people on the planet. Right. And we were able to talk about not just performance, but what we could do to bring in that intergenerational conversation. Let's have some workshops. Let's have some panels. Let's talk about what hip hop is. How do you view hip hop? Is hip hop just commercially accessible to the world? Is it a culture? Is it something that we need to have a legacy for? Is there accountability? What are the young people thinking? What do they want to see moving forward? You know, in a place like Seattle, do we have a radio station that's dedicated to the local music that we champion so much? Are the DJs playing it in the nightclubs? Are we hearing it in the mixtapes? Are we hearing it in the barbershops, hair salons, weed dispensaries, coffee shops? All of these places are signature to Seattle. Now, if that's signature to Seattle and we're all mimicking hip hop, then what's the signature of Seattle 
to the rest of the world? And what is it that we need to do together to build a alliance that is strong enough to stand the test of time, but also prepares for the next 50. Well, if this is so key, uh, you know, Jace, you're absolutely right. Performances are one thing, but having these deeper conversations that allow for folks to walk away with a shared understanding yes. about how to move it forward is so necessary. Uh, you know, I love this because you, it's clear that you want people to be engaged and to actually contribute yes. to these discussions. Uh, when you think about, you know, mixing young folks and their perspective with folks that are more elder, more seasoned, yes. right? Yes. Uh, you know, what what are some of those kind of outcomes that you're really wanting, you know, the audience to experience when they come and when they participate? Well, ultimately, what I would love to see is that the youth that come from the organizations that are sponsoring this and that are partners, that we start having every 45 days, every 60 day meetings to discuss what's going on with your organization. What's going on with your, how do we support each other? How do we, when things go out, it just goes out and we all already know we're you not just promoting it, not liking it on Instagram, but showing up right. And contributing to what it is that each organization has as a, as a goal that they're trying to reach. This is about bringing young people together, keeping young people together, having older folks, who have participated in hip hop be a part of that circle, but in a way that is more protective and allow them to have the conversation. Because the beautiful thing about hip hop when I was coming up as a young person is that the older folks that did understand revolution, that did understand accountability, they stayed on the outer perimeter and they allowed us to go through life, make our uh, bad decisions, good decisions, right? But make decisions and then give us advice on how that will work moving forward. Because as they like to say, and I like to tell young people, I've been where you've been because I'm older than you are today than you will be tomorrow. Mm. So let me share what I've experienced so that you don't have to go through certain things. And well, there it is right there. It is something that we need more and more of. I really appreciate the uh, the thought and the insight in terms of like, we need this every 60 days, every 45, yes. like the continuation, yes. because we see a lot of great events come up and then it's like, oh, that's it. You know, right. Just that, that one time. Right. So we do need a continual opportunity to tap into those kinds of discussions, bringing multitudes of generations of vision, lived experience and uh, ideas yes. to the table so that we can co-create together. Yes. So I love this. Give us the details. Look right there. Right. Let them know how they connect right. with Black Stacks and the next 50. All right. Well, right now we're focused on the next 50. The next 50 will happen August 19th and August 20th. August 19th will happen at Washington Hall from 10.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. We'll be having panels, um, discussions, workshops. We'll have um, presentations um, and we'll just build with the community, you know, break a little bread, talk a little bit, build a little bit and continue to build that relationships that we need. Uh, later on that evening at KEXP Courtyard, it'll be the performance. It'll be the celebration. It'll be the culmination of what the day was. Bring all that energy to KEXP Courtyard, headlined by the one and only legendary MC Saw Rock. It will feature artists like Black Stacks, Real Be Free, I Am Shamel, Oblay Reed, Yidam Sack, DV1, Gifted Gab, um, 
who else? Abison Creole. I'm just trying to remember everybody. If I forget you, don't, don't it's not personal. Um, who else are we thinking about? We got organizations involved like the Residency, Totem Star, Hip Hop is Green, Converge, the Good Foot Collective, Bill 206. Uh, KEXP, Creative Justice, um, Mira, Mira PR, um, who I'm missing so many people, but I, no disrespect. And that's just the first day. That's just the day to warm you up, get you ready, get you excited to continue this conversation that we will have moving forward for the next 50. Uh, August 20th, we'll be back at Washington Hall. Um, this will be a community event where we feed the people. Part of hip hop's responsibility is to take care of the community that we come from. We cannot succeed or fail on our own, so we need one another. So from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., we'll be having blood works there. There'll be a dental truck there. There'll be young performers there. There'll be a town hall with young people speaking. There'll be a cypher. Uh, there'll be a b-boy battle, b-girl battle. There'll be us in a place together, building on what we want to see for the next 50 in hip hop, music, culture, lifestyle, and what we do around the globe. Wow. Jeez. I'm so glad y'all are involved in this. This is right up your alley. And thank you for bringing your contribution to this amazing two-day event. It's necessary. And I am looking forward to making some time happen in my schedule. I need to tap in. I need to be there. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing this. And one more thing I think that's very important is that we want to acknowledge those that have gone before us, that have paved the road and have shown us that you can live this life and make contributions that go noticed even when you're not around. We'll have the Spirit of Hip Hop Award, the Elijah L. Lewis Award, the Kiana and Devon Pickett Award, and this goes out to community members who have made contributions to the culture, whether they're asked to or not, they just do it because of the love, the passion, and responsibility that we have to hip hop. Wow, no, that's beautiful. Beautiful and necessary. Jace, thank you. Always a pleasure. Trey, I love this show. I love what Converge is doing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving voice to the voiceless. Thank you for giving vision to those that can't be in the space, but get to watch it through your lens. And you always tell the truth. And we always appreciate it. And we love Converge and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, brother. I got you. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, y'all, I'm going to wrap up all of this amazing Black Star power energy. I know we went a little over, but it was necessary. Y'all just stay tuned right after this short break. We'll be right back. You're watching The Day with Trey. I just want to encourage people to really believe in yourself, even when nobody else does. Because it's going to be like that. It's going to be like that. The people that you feel like should be supporting you when you first come out the gate, they may not support you. Your family, your friends, they may not get on, you know, get on board until you're successful or whatever. But just keep going and believe in yourself. Support yourself first and the support will come. The reciprocity will come. But if you don't do it for yourself, you can't really expect anyone else to do it for you. So. My biggest piece of advice is you show up even when no one else shows up. You just keep showing up because that consistency tells the universe that you're serious. And then you'll look up one day and you'll have all the support. You'll have more support than you ever thought was possible. So yeah, believe in yourself.
Gordon here. Right now, I am with my exclusive fam. And in case you missed it, August is National Black Business Month. So, of course, Converge Media is going to uplift different black businesses across the Pacific Northwest. And we want for you to nominate your favorite by going to whereweconverge.com forward slash black business month. Again, that is whereweconverge.com forward slash black business month. And honestly, you never know. Girl might pull up. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out, down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Huge shout out to my guest today for this Black Star Power episode, Todrick Hall, giving us all of the insight to his Velvet Rage tour. And shout out to him for saying, I'm making space to have these vulnerable conversations and make sure that those in the audience understand what it takes to get to where he is. Uh, I think it's so important that we have more and more opportunities for that. So definitely go to his website, get your tickets, y'all. He will be here at the Moore Theater September 10th. You don't want to miss that amazing show. And a huge shout out to Jace E. Cage from Black Sacks, my big bro, out here doing it for this event, Next 50 of Hip Hop, you know, bringing all of these amazing folks together to have much needed conversations around how we're anchoring ourselves for the next 50 years of hip hop. You do not want to miss this free event that is right f to the r to the e to the e y'all uh coming up the 19th and 20th of this month so just this saturday and sunday right there at washington hall make sure y'all go support this event but also contribute as he shared and you know me i'm inspired by todrick and jace for what they do and what they bring because they could have kept their talent to themselves but they chose not to. They chose to make a a conscious decision to bring it out to the public. And as many of those who have been out in the public have experienced the positive, the negative, all in between, it still didn't deter them from being who they are in a public space and making sure people have access to how they are doing it. So y'all know you got an opportunity to be inspired as well by them because whatever it is you're holding on to, whatever that talent is or or that a contribution is, don't hold on to it for just yourself. Bring it out so we can all experience it and you'll make the world a better place. I promise you that. For me, y'all, until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Peace. <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. 
Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media. 